Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn-Billings. So guess what I got this weekend? What? Cider donuts. (laughs) Nice. This is the third week we've talked about cider donuts, and I finally (laughs) have actually eaten one, and it was well worth the year wait. They're so good. They're so good. Not only did we get cider donuts, but we also got pumpkin donuts with cream cheese icing. Ooh, that sounds really good. Oh my gosh. We just finished those ones off this morning. Cider donuts (laughs) didn't last very long. Those were gone Mm -hmm. within a couple of days, but I got to go back. I'm I'm definitely going back before the end (laughs) of fall because those things are like crack cocaine. Also, the orchard's way further away than I thought it was. It's like a 40 minute drive from my house. Oh no. I assumed it was 20 minutes, probably because when you're on a hill, there you can see the arch and in Mm -hmm. my little pea brain i thought oh that's about 20 minutes away (laughs) but i digress yeah good good orchard weekend have you made it out to the an orchard yet or a pumpkin patch i know you said well, you said that Columbus doesn't have a lot of farmer's markets. Do they have a lot of orchards? There are a lot of orchards around. We haven't made it. We were supposed to go to the corn maze a few weekends ago. Right. And we didn't because the no. weather was bad. So we ended up going to an arcade instead, which was still fun, but it was not a corn maze. Do you have We a didn't con- get cider donuts. Do you have a contingency so. plan to go another time? No, we're so busy this month. Unfortunately, oh. all of our weekends are booked. Oh, so don't. I don't think we're going to make it this year. You can't go on a weeknight? Our weeknights are pretty booked too. Oh. Oh my you can't have you can't play hooky <laughs> <laughs> just go or during have, the work day or have sam play hooky um i mean we we could but i have a lot of work to do right now so well i don't think i have time for that unfortunately is one close enough that you could run up on your lunch break just to grab <laughs> donuts real quick and then feast on them at home with sam i mean i feel like i could just get donuts from i mean i know it's not the same no, but i could just get donuts it. at the grocery store oh you said it I know it's not the same, same. (laughs) but I don't think there's any orchards that are close enough that I could like make a trip just for that. Can't you send somebody on your behalf? (laughs) Maybe. I'll ask around. You should have, you should pitch at the office a (laughs) cider donut day and that way either you or someone else is designated and we'll get company time to go pick up the donuts. Now that's a good idea. I think you do that. Pitch it for the last week of (laughs) October because that's usually when cider donut weeks are at work. You know what? Mm. Now that I say that, maybe I should pitch that. (laughs) Actually, I just came from a work outing. We all went to Topgolf. Oh, did you like it? It was, it was fun. Um, I mean, it was, you know, exactly what I expected, just golf, but like baby's first golf club, basically, um, which is not a bad thing at all. And uh, I mean, it was, you know, work, work complimentary food and beverage. So Ooh. that was good. Work complimentary adult beverages? Yes. Now, fun story, Top Golf is actually where I had my first seltzer. So, <laughs> <laughs> fun I feel like I remember you Top saying Golf. that. Yeah. We um, went... I did not have any adult beverages, but did I don't you... really have any adult beverages anymore. So, well, now I'm curious, what did you do for food? We won't stay on this for too long, but what did you do for, for snackage? Because they have some um, good items there. Yeah, it was like chips and queso, which I couldn't really have, and then um, some like little sliders. With mm. like pulled beef and oh. some boneless chicken wings. Okay. Which were not very good because they were cold. Did anybody do, and I'm not 100% sure if they're still there because obviously I haven't been in a couple of years, but they have these mini fried donuts and they bring you syringes filled with chocolate, 
and a fruit filling and you in yourself <laughs> and they're so good. Did anybody no, do that? No, we did not have any desserts. Oh, next time, if they take you again, ask for the mini donuts and ask <laughs> to get both the chocolate and the fruit filling. That does sound good. All right, we need to stop talking about donuts. We actually have a topic today. It's yes. a topic Real that quick, we've... Yeah. Before, <laughs> before our topic, I have one other small anecdote. Okay. Um, just to follow up on our previous conversation about my glasses. Yes. Oh, I that's right. I picked those up been, today. Yeah, it's been about two weeks. Actually, on my way to Top Golf, I picked up my new glasses, which was maybe not the best call to pick up brand new glasses and then attempt to golf. Right. Um, but it worked out okay. Really, it was driving that I was nervous about because it's it's very different. Because you know, new glasses day is always like you know your eyes have to adjust. Mm. But adjusting to these like bifocals, it's weird. Um, I don't know. I mean, it is better, I think, but my eyes are still a little bit weirded out by them. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to keep you posted on the overall impression. But so far, interesting. I think good. You think good. I think good. I mean, at the very least, you're styling. So (laughs) you know what they say. If you look good, you feel good. True. (laughs) Have you gotten a headache? Now I'm curious because they say sometimes I know I'm prone to headaches. Yeah. So when you get new glasses, for those of you who have good eyesight calling you out when you get new glasses because your eyes are really straining to adjust to the new prescription Mm -hmm. you can get headaches from it i definitely have that like you know when your eyes are just sore oh yeah like they're strained that's how i feel right now yeah the kind of strain where you there's there's definitely certain days where i'm really looking at the computer it's usually days that i'm doing a lot of website design Mm -hmm. and edits that by the end of the day yeah my eyes are feeling it is it that kind of strain yeah okay like it just feels like the muscles in my eyes are sore right well hopefully that goes away soon i'm sure it will it already feels better than it did when i first put them on you know five hours ago so did the doctor say about how long it will take for your eyes to get adjusted? Not really. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll check in with you next week. Hopefully it won't take that long. Hopefully. Yeah. I think but it'll I don't be know okay. with the transition from like single lens to bifocal. I don't know if that takes longer. Yeah. I could imagine. Definitely my depth perception is off. In a- like like when I was walking out of the eye doctor's office, I was like walking to my car and I glanced down and I was like, How tall am I? I don't know. Because <laughs> like I the ground <laughs> was weird. But I think that's just because like, you know, it's the bifocal. But they're progressives, so they're not, like, you can't see the two different lenses. So I think that helps. So what you need to do after the show is you need to have Sam throw various fruits at you. (laughs) And then you'll really be able to test your depth perception. (laughs) I'm not sure that would be a good test because I'm not sure how well I'd be able to catch those fruits with, like, glasses I am adjusted to. I think you're proving that it's a great test. (laughs) You should film it (laughs) On top of that, so we have video <laughs> evidence that you've done the exercise. No, seriously, I hope your eyes feel better and that they get adjusted. I've heard bifocals. So I know you said your mom has bifocals. My dad has bifocals, and I remember it took him a couple days to get adjusted. So hopefully it's not too long for you. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready for the topic? Yes. We are venturing back. I think we did this last season. I think so. I think we started it last season. Yeah, everybody remembers the 30-day song challenge from COVID. Not a lot it of people... Us, took us four <laughs> seasons to finish. Four. Oh my God. Not a lot of people remember that there were other challenges inspired by this, and we've chosen to do another 30 30-day challenge, which is already moving a lot faster than <laughs> the 30-day song challenge. This is the 30-day film challenge. And we're Do already on- Do you know what on, number we were on? We're already on day eight. 
Oh, wow. I'm not 100% sure. I was actually going to go check, but I <laughs> looked at the list and I'm 95% certain that we left off on day eight. What was what was day seven? So day seven was a film that you would love to see on a big screen. And I know we did that because yeah. we both talked we about that. Lord of the Ring. Yeah. Now day eight is your favorite film that is set in space. And I know we haven't talked about that because I honestly don't love science fiction very much and don't <laughs> have much interest in space. We've talked about this before. I used to get a lot of flack and probably still would if I talked to her on a daily basis from Dr. Winkles because I have never, and I mean never, <laughs> seen Star Wars. I've seen maybe three scenes from the entire franchise. Mm -hmm. So that is not my favorite space movie. <laughs> Actually, I have one that I thought of. I don't know if it qualifies though. It's technically in space. Okay. Is it... Well, if Star, Star Wars isn't real, so this will count. Thor Ragnarok. Do you think that we're only talking about movies that are real that are in space? Because I think that's like none. You know, no, <laughs> no. Apollo. Was it Apollo 8 with Tom Hanks? Apollo 13. Also, yes. <laughs> another movie I haven't seen. <laughs> that's true. That's valid. So Wally's another great one. I was going to say Wally. That's the first okay. one that popped into my head. Actually, that's a lie. The first one that popped into my head was Mass Effect, which is not a movie. What it's a video the... game series. Oh, that doesn't count. But so it doesn't count, but that's the first thing that popped into my head, just to be honest. Well, I'll give you Wally because I'm going to stick with Thor Ragnarok. Really? That's a good one. I was about to say the entire Thor franchise, but I didn't like two. And I haven't seen four because I heard it was highly disappointing. So I'll say Thor, and one was okay. So I'll stick with Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> going the yeah, that's a good one. long walk for a short drink of water. Are there any other Marvel movies that are set in space? Um, Captain Marvel. I've never seen it. It's good. Um, I mean, there's I'm sure there's lots of them. There's Doctor Strange with the multiple realities. Parts of that are in space. We'll count Infinity it. Infinity War and Endgame both take place in oh, space. Guardians of the true. Galaxy, both Guardians of the Galaxies. You know what? I'll go. I'll go. End game up there because the final battle was uh, peak in space. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking, if we're talking Marvel movies in space, my favorite is probably Guardians of the Galaxy. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is the most rewatchable superhero movie ever. I would say Thor Ragnarok is also up there. I'm also partial so to Thor Ragnarok. But you're right. Guardians of the Galaxy, my mom watches if it's on TV every time. So good. Now, what are your um, thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Because I've only seen it once when it was our senior year. It was movie on the lawn and mm -hmm. I had to go film it. So I stayed and watched and I don't remember <laughs> anything except that Kurt Russell <laughs> turned out to be Chris Pratt's dad. Spoiler alert. And it mm -hmm. blew my freaking mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's I think it's good. I would say it's not as good as the first one because the first one is just really good. Right. Um, but I don't think it's bad. Um, but non-Marvel movies, the yeah. only one that like pops into my head is, and I'm blanking on the name, is the one with Matt Damon where he's like trapped on Mars. Is that one just called Mars? I think it's Martian or The Martian. Martian. The Martian. Yeah. That's right. I could not remember what it was called. That one was pretty good. I liked that one. Okay. I haven't seen that one either. Generally, I don't like space movies. Like, obviously, I like Marvel movies and, you know, fantasy and sci-fi, but I don't like, like, human beings going to the moon. I don't care about those movies most of the time. Oh, but as soon as you said moon, 
although they don't go on the moon. Uh, I just thought of a different one. Armageddon. Ooh, that movie stands the test of time. You got Bruce Willis. You got Michael Duncan Clark. Rest in peace. You got a young Ben Affleck. You got a young Steven Tyler's daughter. Sorry, I can't remember your first name. <laughs> is it Liv? Good. It's Liv Tyler, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Um, Space Cowboys is also fun. What is Space Cowboys? It's another one just like that. It's it's not a um, sci-fi, though. It's just a bunch of old astronauts go back to space. It has uh, Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones. I can't remember who else. Never heard of it. Is that it's called fun. Space Cowboys? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm going to have to add that to my list. I just thought of another one. Yeah, here it is. Nope. Yeah. No. Is this it? Escape from Earth. No, that's not it. Here it is. Planet 51. You're, I don't know how to describe it to you. I remember watching it a lot when I was younger. <laughs> I don't remember how it goes. I just remember what it looks like. November 2009. Let's see this cast. Let me look this up. Planet 51. That name now, sounds familiar. Now all the movies are coming back to my head. Well, now that we're we're kind of rolling with this topic, did you ever watch the Alien movies or the Alien versus Predator movies? No. Okay, neither did I, so we'll just skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> but I still stand that Thor Ragnarok is probably my top movie for, for space, and I still stand by I will probably never watch Star Wars. Yep, that's what I it was. Say. So Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne the Rock, was the astronaut, and then it also had Justin Long, Jessica Biel, I don't know you, Gary Oldman was General Grawl, did not know that when I was younger, John Cleese is in it, oh my gosh, I gotta go back and watch this, this is an all-star cast. really familiar, James but I don't Corden. remember it. James Corden's in it, and I've never heard of the rest of you, but I'm sure you're good. Okay, I'll put Planet 51 up there. When astronaut Captain Charles Chuck Baker lands on Planet 51, he thinks he is the first life form to set foot there. He gets the surprise of his life when he learns that is that it is inhabited by little green people who live an idyllic version of 1950s America, complete with the universal fear of alien invasion. It won the Goya Award for yep best animated film. It's a Skydance Animation Madrid company <laughs> or film. <laughs> I guess we have some food. I guess we have some films we have to go watch now. <laughs> All right, that was day eight, your favorite film that is set in space. And this is definitely a European person made this, this list because they spelled favorite with a U. Mmm, classy. Day nine, a film with a soundtrack you love. Mm, so many. That's what I was Where to thinking. begin. Top um, of my head, The Alamo. What a soundtrack. <laughs> not what would have popped into my head. But. Specifically the 2001 Alamo, I believe the year came out with. Billy Bob Thornton has Dennis Quaid. Great soundtrack. It features the low D whistle to perfection. <laughs> oh my gosh. I still listen to that soundtrack at least once a month. And I haven't seen the movie in over a year. It's so... <laughs> the movie's incredible, first of all. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. Second of all, if you just want some relaxing... Just peak orchestral music with mm -hmm. a great low D whistle. People mistake it for the pan flute. We have discovered it's the low D whistle. Ugh, it gives me chills every time. So Alamo <laughs> is definitely the top of my list. Mm, I feel like there's so many. I think, honestly, the first thing that pops into my head is, oh, I just had it and I just lost it. Oh, um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Such a good soundtrack. Is that the one with Alan Rickman? And Kevin Costner, yes. Yes. A Such one. a good soundtrack. The theme was so good that um, 20th Century Fox just used it as their like main theme for decades. Um, and also Brian Adams. You have to love Brian Adams. So great soundtrack. I mean, there's so many great 
film composers out there. Mm-hmm. Really, obviously, anything John Williams has ever written, anything John you Williams, can't deny it. Anything Hans Zimmer, Inception is incredible. Pirates, the Dark Knight, Pirates. Yeah, I, I honestly thought Pirates of the Caribbean is right up there too. Mm-hmm. I do love the Pirates theme. Um, as much as I talk about not wanting to watch Star Wars, they do have an incredible soundtrack as well. I mean, yeah, you can't deny it. Jaws. Jaws is great. All of the classic John Williams. Really, any classic horror film has has a pretty good... True. No way. Carter Burrell also did the soundtrack for Le- Big Lebowski, Fargo, and No Country for Old Men. I think we already hit the big ones because now I'm going through. I mean, Avengers, that that's iconic for our generation at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, Back to the Future soundtrack. <laughs> Another one that I'll just put on if I want something in the background. That's, yeah, gosh, so many good ones. Wes Anderson's scores are always quirky for his films, but I also enjoy them immensely. Um, another one that I feel like needs mentioned is Baby Driver. Baby Driver is also a good one for different reasons. That one was mm-hmm. not, it wasn't, when you think of a film score, you're thinking of a composer is writing all original music for that film. Baby Driver is just the songs they chose for it. Baby Driver is a masterpiece and I will fight anyone on that. So do you want to explain that movie real quick for everybody that hasn't seen it? Because I actually watched it at your house when Mm -hmm. we were filming for the CF Foundation. And that's, you and Sam both really wanted me to watch it. And I'm so glad that that you had me do that. It is so good. Um, I mean, I'm not going to try and explain the plot because I think we all know that I'm bad at that. But um, the reason it's so good is because basically the entire movie is about this kid who has tinnitus. And so he listens to music constantly because otherwise he can hear the tinnitus. And the way that they made the movie is incredible. Basically, the entire movie is soundtracked with like pop music, but so much so that the entire movie is choreographed. Like everything that happens in the movie is rhythmic, is, and it's subtle. It's not obvious. It's not obnoxious. It Mm. is so good and so well put together. And every, especially like the opening scene, incredible. Um, And the best part about it is that when there isn't music playing, which is very pointed, like when that happens, if you watch the movie with headphones on, you can hear the ringing. And it's actually, like you can hear it a little bit when you watch it like on a TV. Mm -hmm. But if you watch that movie with headphones on, the ringing gets louder when it's silent. And you can actually hear it through the entire movie like Baby does. That's incredible. It is incredible. So the soundtrack of that movie, I think is like perfect because the movie is literally created around the soundtrack and the sound design in that movie insane did you guys watch it in theaters no we watched okay. it for the first time at um at eric and britney's okay i was gonna ask if you had if you had i was going to ask if you could hear the tinnitus ringing in the theater as well i'm I sure you could. you could yeah yeah for anybody that's never seen that movie go see it sound design cast cinematography soundtrack everything Honestly, about the worst it thing about incredible. that movie is that kevin spacey's in it yep and yep. it sucks because like you just have to luckily he's he's not a good guy in that movie anyway so he rarely is though true in real life and in Shocking. movies yeah the good thing but is and it's i hate to say it but his performance is really good that's what sucks it's kevin yeah. spacey is a good actor he's just also a piece of shit so you yeah. can't now when you watch any of his movies that's but all you can think about this movie is so good you're allowed to watch it even though kevin spacey's in it 
Fair. I, I agree. I 100% agree. Some other film scores, I just pulled up a list that I think deserve some honorable mentions. Lord of the Rings, I could talk about for almost every single category <laughs> on the 30 Day Film Challenge. But Lord of the Rings, I have a vinyl of the best songs from that soundtrack. I got it for Hillary for her birthday. It is... Who is it? Shit. It is a small European country's orchestra that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> I got Hillary the vinyl for her birthday, and we listened to that probably once a month as well. <laughs> so good. Some other honorable mentions. The Godfather iconic the good the bad and the ugly iconic for western films you've got any indiana jones movie the rocky movies braveheart any superhero movie just because you know the theme song for most superhero movies and i'm just gonna throw this one out here oh yeah halloween like i said any classic halloween movie i'm gonna throw this one out here i've never seen the movie but we all know the song the pink panther mm-hmm. it's not as annoying as how i just sang it but yeah so i mean we could go on forever for yeah i feel like we're never gonna get anywhere if we just start pulling up lists well sometimes it just feels right natalie Day 10, a film that is also a book you love. Hmm. Now, I didn't really start. And I didn't really start reading books until about beginning of end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And I read mostly nonfiction. So I don't have really any film for this. I can name good films that are books, Lord of the Rings. But have I read Lord of the Rings? I have not. I guess the only book I can truly say I've read and enjoyed and watched the film is Hobbit. But Hobbit goes so far from the book that I don't even know if that counts. I think it counts. You only you said, only said you have to like the book. I do like the book. That's probably the only book I've read that I've I've there is a film for. Mm-hmm. Unless I dig deep down to the depths of my soul and try to remember books I read as a child. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say that I have a lot to contribute to this one either. I mean, I have read Lord of the Rings. Would I say that I love it? No. Um, I've talked about that a lot of times on this show, but I don't think it counts. I don't think it qualifies for this category. Um, I didn't read Harry Potter. I didn't read The Hunger Games. I didn't read like a lot of those, you know, major book to movie adaptations of our generation. I didn't read any of those. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know that I have anything here either. Hmm. I guess we'll just, well, I I said Hobbit, so that counts. (laughs) Yeah. We'll go from there. Day 11, a film that made you cheer at the cinema. I don't know if I've ever initiated a cheer at the cinema, but we mentioned this film earlier in the episode, and that is Avengers Endgame. A lot of cheering in the theater for that. Yes. I mean, the crowd, and I'm sure it was this way for every viewing of this, but the crowd Mm. erupted when, spoiler alert... Listen, it's too late at this point. It is true. When Captain America got Mjolnir, he's worthy. Mm -hmm. Ooh, crowd went wild. Crowd went wild when the Black Panther showed up and everybody that had vanished came back through the portals. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen Endgame, go frickin' see Endgame. I don't care if you haven't seen any of the other ones. Just go watch. Watch the original Avengers. You don't have to watch Age of Ultron. That one's fine. And then watch Infinity Wars just so you know what's going on in Endgame. If you're only gonna watch three, watch those three. Make it a trilogy. Boom, bada bing. I don't think it's quite that simple, but I I will say... I will say, Sam and I talk about this all the time. The best theater going experience I have ever had in my life was when we saw Infinity War. Honestly, better than Endgame because the the experience of watching that movie for the first time, and we saw it, obviously we saw it on opening night, 
um, because that's would anything less would be unacceptable in our household. But because it was, you know, we went and saw that movie in theaters more than once mm. and because it was so good. But the second and third time, there were a lot of people who had already seen it, so it wasn't quite the same. But seeing that movie in the theater on opening night, incredible. Um, Just the, like, reactions of the entire theater, I'll never forget it. Um, Because it was so, like, that movie is so high energy, and so everyone is, like, you know, laughing and Mm -hmm. loving it, and it's so good. And then the second, again, spoilers, if you somehow haven't seen Infinity War or you care, um, because at this point, if you haven't seen it, you don't care. Um, but what is the second that Thanos stabs Tony Stark from that moment on our theater was silent like dead silent except for as people started like dusting you know just mm. some gasps and like there when when Spider-Man disappears there was like one oh, woman right in front of us who just like <laughs> like just like a sob and otherwise our theater was silent Ooh. and I will just I will never forget that I'm getting chills just thinking about that scene actually <laughs> Um, so that was, I mean, it wasn't quite cheering and there was cheering like the, the entire, every scene with like Spider-Man and Iron Man and Dr. Strange and the Guardians, like every scene with all of them, hilarious, but yeah, so, and then Endgame too. But other than those movies, um, so I, there was some cheering in the, the latest Spider-Man. Oh, was there? Mm -hmm. I didn't actually get to see that in theaters. I saw that, I think March, March or April, I saw it. But I mean, those are the those are the movies of our generation. Yeah. So superhero movies. A lot of claps at superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't clap at this movie. I loved this movie. It's a great movie. Just came out on digital. Bullet Train. Mm. Another high energy. It had a good soundtrack. I mean, have you seen it yet? No, not yet. It's hilarious. It is. I just, I recommend it. It's high action. It's hilarious. I think it's got a good story. I wasn't cheering through it, but about half so we are at the very back of the theater down towards the front there was a family up there and the they were into this movie (laughs) they were cracking up they were yelling at the screen they were clapping and usually at theaters that's frowned upon but there was something it was just it was so genuine that you couldn't help but love what this family was doing up there (laughs) it just made the movie so much better just watching how into it they were. Mm-hmm. So I would add Bullet Train to that category. Now, kind of going off of it real quick, have you ever, because I just looked through the list and this isn't a category, have you ever been to a movie where you left in silence? Mm-hmm. Um, Infinity War. Oh, that's right. That was, yep, yep. Now that you say that, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Infinity that Infinity War. And the other one is, um, did you see Black Klansman? I did not. It was really good. And I'd, we saw it in theaters. It's one I really want to watch and the the silence at the end of that movie was deafening really mm-hmm. now that's just shot to the top of my list because now i want to it's really good it's a great movie um it's like a good balance of funny but also like obviously it is very serious right and most of the movie is pretty light and it's a good tone i think mm-hmm. but the end is like when they you know drive it home and then the credits are silent and i swear to god like i was holding my breath because no one wanted to be the one who made a sound and it was like everyone walked out of the theater in silence. Wow. Well, now I'm going to have to watch that. It's a really good movie. The one that I saw in theaters besides Infinity Wars where everybody was silent was 
American Sniper, mm-hmm. which already a heavy movie. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, they sh- have you seen American Sniper? No. At the end of the movie, they show. So it's based off of a, a true person. Right. And at the end of the movie, they show his actual footage of his funeral and funeral procession. Damn. I mean, just like you described with. Black Klansman, it was deafening the silence. Mm -hmm. In the whole way, because this was freshman year of college, the whole way back to campus, I don't think me and Cody said one word. I think we went (laughs) to bed just not talking. It was was eerie. It was powerful. The opposite of what this topic is, but it, it made me think if you've ever had that experience. Day number 12, a film that left you feeling confused. Hmm. So I have a film that I wasn't confused, at least I thought I wasn't. So on election night 2020, I'm not sure if I've ever told this story on the podcast before, but on that election night, Hillary wanted to distract herself for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know who suggested to watch a movie, but I know for a fact she suggested Fargo, which seemed very out of character, which shows you how stressed she was on election (laughs) night. But I have wanted to watch Fargo and I've seen scenes of it. So I was like, sure, honey, let's watch Fargo. At the very beginning, and if you've never watched Fargo, this is a massive spoiler. Or I, for me, it would be, because apparently everybody gets the humor of this. It's a Coen Brothers movie. They have mm-hmm. very dark humor. And at yeah. the beginning of the movie, they have a disclaimer that says this movie is based off of true events. It's not. I <laughs> did not get the memo. So for the entire movie, I am trying to hold back my laughter because they do some pretty sick things in this movie because it's dark humor. Uh And I'm trying not to laugh because in my head, all I can think is, oh my God, if this actually happened to somebody and I'm laughing at it, I'm a terrible person. (laughs) I finished the movie still thinking this is a true story until... Right before I fall asleep, I look up Fargo to read the plot over again, and right at the top it says, movie starts with fake disclaimer. (laughs) And so I texted Cody, and I said, is Fargo not based on a true story? And he said, no, dummy. And I said, what the (laughs) fuck? So I was confused, but probably not in the way that this challenge is asking me. (laughs) I'd say a film that left you feeling confused. A lot of people are probably confused by Wes Anderson films. I know the first time I watched Grand Budapest Hotel, which is now my favorite film of all time, it took me about three watches Mm -hmm. to kind of understand it. It was also my first Wes Anderson film, so that might have played into it. I was also a dumb high schooler. That really played into (laughs) it. But if you don't really know his style, and I feel like there's a few directors that are like this, but Mm -hmm. if you don't really know his style, those films can be confusing until you watch them a couple times through. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have any at the top of your list that you think, yeah, I watched that and I didn't know what the heck was going on? Yeah. Um, the first one that comes to my mind, and this is, I don't know if you will judge me, but I feel like people who are listening will judge me. I mean, I judge I've, you on a daily basis, so. I've never <laughs> seen Inception. Oh. Um, and it's on our list. Like, it's not, you know, an intentional omission. I've just never seen it. Has Sam um, seen it? If it's no. on the list? So the, is the list movies that neither of you have seen? I mean, yeah. Okay. Um. So we've never seen Inception, but our friends, Patrick and Maureen, love inception and the same i'm not i don't even remember who what his name is but the same guy who made inception um made christopher nolan yes yes the the dark knight guy (laughs) yeah that's right 
um, could not remember his name, but uh, he came out with that movie Tenet last year. And it's like similar to Inception. It's like mm-hmm. a similar style, a similar type of like time warp plot thing. And we watched it and the reviews of that movie were not very good. So we went in kind of expecting it to maybe not be very good. Um, and I don't want to say it was bad because it wasn't, but it, it was very confusing. And based on Patrick and Maureen's like comparison, because they've seen Inception a ton of times and like mm. we haven't, according to them, like everyone says Inception is confusing, but Inception is confusing in a way that's like, eventually you figure it out and it makes sense. Right. And it's good. This movie was a little bit past that there were parts of it that were really good and i was like i get what's going on here and then by the end of it i was like what the fuck is happening um this makes no sense Did so you watch it in theaters no we watched it like at their apartment so my friend andrew he watched it and this came out during the height of covid uh-huh and he it was went one to of the, the first thea- movies that went back to theaters and he went to the theater about mm-hmm. two or three times to watch it and he kept saying because he'd ask me if I was going to watch it, and I'd say, I don't know. Maybe eventually when it comes out, and he kept saying, no, you have to watch this movie in theaters. So I don't know if, did Patrick I don't think that watch it in theaters? It no. Okay, so he... I don't think that would have made it better. Part of the problem, too, is that this movie had some of the worst audio mixing I have ever experienced. I think it was mixed for the theater, because that's what Andrew was most obsessed with. Granted, mm-hmm. he is a sound guy, mm-hmm. but that's all. that was his favorite thing, was the audio mixing. It was bad for like home release. I guess you got to watch it. Maybe they'll come out in theaters again. Maybe. Yeah, well. I just thought of a You great, have to be able to fix that. I just thought of a great business idea. <laughs> you have a theater screen. You don't have to have a whole theater. You have a theater screen and people can rent it to watch movies. I mean, I think you can rent out movie theaters. But can you rent out movie theaters to watch old movies in theatrical so. quality? I think so. You have to pay for it, but. I'm behind the times then. <laughs> Oh yeah, you would have to pay. That's for literally my idea. what. That's literally what. Um, my work. We're doing like a volunteer appreciation event, and that's what we're doing. We rented a movie theater, and we're gonna watch Hocus Pocus. Ooh, you doing a double feature? No, just that. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Hocus get- Pocus and Tenet. Dude, <laughs> those movies are the same. Could you imagine opening with Hocus Pocus <laughs> and then saying, "All right, buckle your seatbelts because we're getting <laughs> real deep right now." I mean, there were parts of that movie I really liked, but as a whole, I did not get it. I couldn't even tell you what the movie's about. I mean, I... I've never seen it for the record, but... Right. <laughs> I, I probably, I, from the trailers, I don't know what it's about. I would say that I get the general premise of what they were trying to do, but like the nuance of it, I don't understand what they were going for. It's art, man. It's art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any That's other That's the one that comes to my head, though. Any other films that left you feeling confused? I mean, I don't go out of my way to watch movies that I, like, think are going to confuse me. So, like, I don't know. I know some people are really into that because, you know, it's art. and It's art, man. You don't you just like, don't understand. Yeah. I'm just not really into those kind of movies. Like, I don't, I don't watch movies to challenge my brain. I watch movies because I like them and enjoy relaxing, <laughs> you know. So I know you told me not to look up lists, but I look up lists just to see if there's any that we're missing. I just want you to know that Tenant is number one across <laughs> the board. Shutter Island, I've never seen. My sister likes that movie. Other than that, I've never heard of any of these movies in my life. Ignore the phone falling in the background because <laughs> I don't know if I was talking over it or not. Have you seen The Matrix with our boy Keanu Reeves? <laughs> Actually, no. Okay. Neither have I. I was hoping you were because I was going to ask if that's confusing. <laughs> 
I don't think that one's supposed to be confusing. Are you supposed to pretty much understand what's going on? I think so. I think it's supposed to be like a little bit trippy, but generally like you're supposed to be able to follow it. Oh, Not like Inception. Well, never mind then. Oh, going back to day nine, a film with the soundtrack you love, you got to throw in Lion King. <laughs> I mean, you got to throw in every Disney film, but Lion King. Yeah, I was kind of like choice. omitting Disney movies because I felt like that was a, a given, but also but, a different category. Are there any Disney movies that confuse you? I don't think so. Lion King. Why did Scar not have a plan? <laughs> or if he... You know, you got to consult somebody. You, you should know that the hyenas are idiots. Plot holes all around. All right, day 14. We're probably going to finish up with that on another day because I actually skipped one. This is day 13 that we're going to finish with. <laughs> <laughs> A film that made you want to travel. Mm. I'll start while you think, and I keep saying this, but it's Wes Anderson films. He always films <laughs> in such interesting locations. Mm -hmm. Mamma Mia. I've never seen it, Ugh. but I've seen trailers and the location looks absolutely gorgeous. That's super accurate. Is, is that Italy? Where is that? Greece. Greece. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> That's super accurate. That's a movie I also have been wanting to watch. I love that movie. It's just so upbeat. And it's ABBA. You're just watching ABBA. <laughs> Essentially, so I've listened to the soundtrack in AmeriCorps several times while chinking <laughs> a log cabin. Have you ever chinked a cabin? That's the official nope. term. It's when you put the mud in between the logs to insulate the cabin. Interesting. I, I tell you what, you're chinking a cabin with some ABBA blasting in the background. There's no better way to spend a Saturday. <laughs> um, what was the question? Movies a, that make you want to travel. A film. A film that made you want to travel. <laughs> Um, good questions. I don't know why none are coming to my mind. Does time travel count? Because <laughs> Back to the Future made the 50s look pretty nifty. <laughs> also, going back to Italy, I don't know if this was technically Italy, but Luca, have you seen Luca mm, from Pixar? Yes. That makes me want to go to Italy. Basically, Definitely. any film in Italy makes me want to go to Italy, <laughs> but Luca comes to top of mind. I don't know. I feel like all movies make me want to travel. Like any movie that's set anywhere else mm. that's not, you know, Ohio. <laughs> Is there a film in Ohio that you would want to? I can't think of a film that's set in Ohio. I feel like there's got to be a film based in Cleveland. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's plenty. Um, I'm pretty sure Freaks and Geeks takes place in Ohio. That's a TV show, but... You know what? You forced my hand. We're looking it up. Films... <laughs> not films. Films based in Ohio. Not shot in Ohio. Trick or Treat, a horror film. Chicken People, that's appropriate. We've got The what? Fifth Wave. We've got Take Shelter, a lot of horror films. And trust me, I can believe it. <laughs> My friend Dahmer, is, is, is Dahmer from Ohio? That's not, possible. I, accepted. There we go. Accepted. Great <laughs> movie, set in Ohio. Captain Underpants, set in Ohio. <laughs> that's not surprising. Freddy vs. Jason. Now we're now we're getting to the classics. Oh, and of course- Why are there so many horror it? movies set in Ohio? Do I have to answer that? <laughs> I'm kidding. I always have to give. It's not as bad as Indianus. There you go, Jen. We've also have. We also have. We also have liberal arts, which features Ted mm. from. I actually like that movie. Oh, you've seen it. I have, it, and I did know that was set in Ohio. It's got Ted Mosby, so. Mm -hmm. I would watch Actually, that Actually, let me rescind that. I liked that movie, but then I watched the whole thing, and it's th it, there are parts of it that are a little bit questionable. I, I, I've seen the trailer, and I bet I know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right, we'll move on from that. I've it got started two... out good. It went downhill. Well, we've got two more to make up for that. We've got the classic Tommy Boy. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yes. Chris Farley, David Spade. And, of course, who can forget the 2006 classic featuring Paul Rudd, the O in Ohio. <laughs> oh, it's got Danny DeVito too. Maybe I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's got a 5.5 out of 10 on IMBD, a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 2.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Wow, none of that is good. Nah, not really. <laughs> nah, not really. All right. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that. If it's a good film and it's in a good location, it can be a bad film in a good location. Yeah. If you're in Greece, it could be a, you could shoot an hour and 20 minutes of a dumpster in Greece. But as long as you see that coastline, <laughs> that's going to make me want to travel. Yeah. All right. How many days we get through? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. That's pretty good. If you liked what you heard, make sure you keep listening to us. Tell your friends, tell your family. If you don't want to, the bare minimum, click the episode. Give us a little, uh, a little listen to because we've got some ear candy coming your way. Natalie, what did we learn today? We learned that adjusting to bifocals takes a little bit longer than adjusting to single lenses. We also learned that apparently a lot of horror movies take place in Ohio. Makes me a little nervous. And we learned that, yet again, Lord of the Rings fits into many of these categories. We also learned that even if you don't like superhero movies, you gotta watch Avengers. And even though it's too late to watch in theaters, get a big group to watch it. It's gonna make it better. We learned that a lot of films have banger soundtracks, but Baby Driver might take the cake because of everything that went into it. And we just learned that another film set in Ohio is a film called Dirty Pictures, and I don't know what it's about, but it's got a very menacing James Wood staring at me. So I'm gonna give that zero out of 10 stars. This has been the Hit and Run Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Holy fuck, this picture is creeping me out. (laughs) 